All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. A tremendous Thursday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show. Sports 1440 live on Oilers Nation YouTube, where we uh, say hello to all of you uh, watching. We, uh, as always, uh, appreciate it. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Where did you know on Thursdays, a grand a day for life well, for 20 years, which is still pretty good. That is $7.2 million bucks. You get $1,000 a day. Oh, it's nice. You keep feeling fresh at the end of each month. Woo, got an extra 30 G's. That's nice. Wish I could save 30 grand a month, eh? Wouldn't that be cool? Fantastic. So there you go. Play Alberta.ca. I am Jason Greger. He is Connor Halley. It is game day as the Edmonton Oilers are in Winnipeg to take on the Jets. Oilers looking for their fourth consecutive victory, looking to win four in a row for the first time this season. They, of course, have won uh, three in a row twice. Uh, they won three in a row, then they lost three in a row, and now they've won three in a row again. Uh, Winnipeg, seven and three in their last ten, although they have lost their last two games. They were unable to beat Jake Ottinger, got shut out, and also lost to UC Soros and the Nashville Predators, three to two. So the... Uh, the orders are playing well. Uh, Zach Hyman is feeling better. He will be back in the lineup tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, sounds like Sam Gagne will be coming out. Uh, Oilers and uh, the Jets basically scoring the same amount of goals per game now. The Oilers offense, of course, is back up to uh, number one in their last uh, nine games. They have uh, started to score again. They're figured it out. Uh, McDavid has, in this three-game winning streak, he has 12 points. In the three-game winning streak, the Oilers have 10 different goal scores, which is key. 
Uh, as good as McDavid has been, you know, Evander Kane continues to produce, Zach Kyman go down the list. You're getting contributions. Matthias Janmark has a goal. Sam Gagne has a goal. Hell, Vinny DeHarnay has a three-game point. He has three points in three games. Orders have eight guys who are averaging a point a game over the last three. It's pretty good uh, spreading out the offense, shall we say. And uh, obviously that has to continue. Uh, they want to keep reducing the goals against. The, the Jets are a team that doesn't get a lot of shots, but they're eighth most goals. They are very opportunistic. So Kyle Connor and company, don't give them too many chances because uh, it could come back to haunt you tonight if you're the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, obviously one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League. The Oilers, remember they got up to a 2 nothing lead. That's one of the three games this year they had a 2 nothing lead and lost. So we'll see if, well, they'd love to get up to nothing. The one thing about the Edmonton Oilers that is fascinating to me, the Edmonton Oilers have the most first period goals in the NHL. They have the second best shot for shot against ratio in the first period. They're plus 54 in shots. Then you get to the second period, they're minus one. And then they're plus 43 in shots for against in the third period. Like the second period this year for the Oilers has been awful. It's kind of odd. Now, they have kind of found their way here lately, outscoring teams 12 to 9 in their last nine games in the middle frame. But the Oilers led the NHL in goals for last year in the uh, second period with 128. They led the NHL in goals for in the first period. They're doing that again. But their second period goals against, man, they're getting murdered. So I don't know why. We'll have to look. Is it the... Early on, I think it was the, uh, their, you know, the long change and they were just getting crushed off of, uh, odd man rushes and just, uh, you know, rushes through the neutral zone. So we'll, uh, we'll see what you do against the, uh, the Jets. The Jets, of course, got a little bit of injuries. Velarde is out. Kapari is out. The, uh, orders are pretty healthy. Uh, Jack Campbell, speaking of the orders, I'm telling you, order fans, prepare for it. Because if you're prepared for something, even if you're not going to like it, if you're prepared, then then you're better off. Uh, I will tell you right now, you're probably better to prepare for the fact that I think Jack Campbell will be returning to the Edmonton Oilers. He uh, he played again last night in the American League, stopped 39 of 42. He has a 944 save percentage in his last three starts in the American League. Now, hey, I caution everybody, it's the American League. But it's some, that, like, where else you expect him to try to find his game? So he is a 944 save percentage, his last three games in the American League. And I, he will play again this weekend. They play uh, Friday, Saturday. So uh, he'll play one of the two. I don't know which one he's going to play. Then they play again next weekend. On Friday, Saturday. So here's what I could see happening. So Campbell's going to play on the weekend. The orders don't practice Friday. They don't practice Saturday. They're back Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Skinner's going to play on Wednesday. So keep Jack Campbell down there working, practicing during the week. I think Skinner probably will play Friday as well. You could play Campbell Friday night. You can play Skinner Friday. Then if you want, you can bring Jack Campbell up. He could play the Sunday afternoon game in Edmonton. Or I guess if Skinner's rolling, he can. But you're definitely going to want your back. Here's the way I view it. Stuart Skinner tonight will be his 13th start in 15 games. Now, they do get five days off. But then he'll start 14 and 16, 15 and 17. You could bring Jack Campbell up 
play him Sunday afternoon against the Devils. And if he plays well, I would play him again against the Chicago Blackhawks on the Tuesday and just give Skinner a little bit of more rest. Then I go back to Skinner regardless. Because they can't run Skinner into the ground. First of all, he's not playing well enough to be running the ground. Right? Let's call it like it is. He's got an 876 save percentage here. It's it's not like Stuart Skinner's uh, you know, knocking the, the doors off and playing dominant. He's been okay. He's been better. Right? But and his save percentage, maybe it's unfair. As the team's played better, of course, he's not facing as many quality shots, so that helps. So you look at their their last nine games. Maybe maybe that's a more fair uh, assessment to say, okay, where's Skinner's game at through the uh through the last nine games for the Edmonton Orders? Right? Would that be fair? Okay, so let's do that. And uh, in those games, now obviously he's played eight of them. He has an 898. So better, right? Better. Average is 903 right now this season. Save percentage average is 903. So if Skinner can get to 903, 905, maybe 907, then you're probably happy. I I, I think gone are the days of thinking like 920. 920 is going to be the outlier. There's, gonna, there's a few guys, yes, but it's kind of rare, right? If Skinner could get to 910, that would probably be great. At a stretch. Um, to get there this season is going to be all very difficult because you're going to have to run like a 930 for a long time to make up for the 876, right? So that's probably unrealistic. So maybe you just say, okay, from the starting point of November 11th and on, can you be a 910 guy eventually? We'll see. His goals against has dropped down to 273. So that's good. They don't give up a ton of shots. So that's where his save percentage obviously is going to be impacted a little bit by that. He doesn't get kind of those easy, what I like to call save percentage bonus points shots. Right? The owners don't give up a lot of shots. So there you have it. Um, also today, uh, Corey Perry released this statement. I would like to sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainer, employees, and my teammates. I would also like to apologize to my fans and my family. I am embarrassed, and I have let you all down. As a result of my actions, there's been speculation and rumors. I'm sickened by the impact this has had on others. And I want to make it clear that in no way did this situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I'm sorry for this additional impact to others it has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I've started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol. I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I am deeply sorry. Corey Perry. So uh, there you have it. Um, I- I'm interested in... so. Nothing he did was illegal. You know, obviously he was at a, it sounds, Emily Kaplan reported that this occurred at a, at a, at a work function. And you know what? Uh, there is alcohol involved as Corey states here. So he's inebriated and made a dumb decision or, you know, said something dumb. I don't know what it was. Um, all the reports are nothing illegal, supposedly nothing physical. So, you know, we hope he gets the help he is. Um, I really hope that people who who spread and believe this stuff, maybe you get the help you need to stop believing everything and wanting to throw flames on personal stories like that that involve someone. Always take a second and say, hmm, when the story's involving someone, would you want it to be your sister? Would you want it to be your brother? Would you want it to be your mother, your son, your daughter, your father, your mother? I ask yourself that. I'm guessing your answer is no. So maybe don't hit the retweet button. 
don't hit the like button. Don't hit the share button. It's pretty simple, right? Take 10 seconds and ask yourself, hmm, would I want this on my family? Especially when it wasn't true. That's what's worth. Because now you can't walk it back. What do you say? Oh, geez, sorry. So there you have it on uh, court. And I wonder, like, so he does something inappropriate when he's drunk. Is that worthy of terminating the contract? I, will the NHLPA appeal this? Because think about it. Look at, go back to Mike Richards, right? They, they terminated his contract. And Mike Richards actually was busted doing something illegal. And he still got money. Evander Kane, same thing. Right now, Evander Kane didn't report, didn't show up, which is in your contract, kind of breach, but he still got his money. Now, Corey Perry, I wonder, would he do the same thing to say, hey, wait a sec. Um, this isn't worthy of termination. We'll see. Now, he's already made 2.5 of the $4 because $2 million was a signing bonus. So he's made a lot of money. Maybe he doesn't care about the money. Very possible. Right. So let's say he goes to uh, in, into um, substance abuse. Right, goes and 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 gets gets sober. Would you want your team to sign him, or does he pen? Would you need to know exactly what happened? Right, would that would that make it easier of a decision for you as a fan to say, you know what, I could cheer for this person on my team, knowing the mistake they made. Right, because there are different levels of mistakes you make when you're drunk. So I would be uh, I would be curious uh, how people would because I've always believed that most people are are naturally forgiving for certain things. I, I think it's hard to forgive someone who rapes someone. Right? You might forgive them, but you don't forget, and that's like that's a different thing, right? Like there's rape, like there's levels. You know, you rape someone, yeah. What you smack a you know a woman's butt, a guy's butt, they didn't want it. It's not appropriate. But it's not on the same level of not appropriate as raping someone, right? I think we would all agree with that. Connor Halley, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a different level. Yeah, so there's, there, we all know there's, everybody, and now everybody's moral compass is different. I, I can't, I can only speak for what I view as, you know, things that, you know, I would look and say, okay, where does this rate on a scale of one to 10 to me? Is it something that I could forgive? And to me, I always look at it. Is the person doing things that show that? Because it's easy to say, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. But what actions have you taken? Did you, first of all, apologize to the per- people or persons involved directly to them? Because if you didn't, I have an issue. Because that's who the, they should be the first and they are the most important people to apologize. So whoever was, if there was other people involved in this, which I assume there was, apologize to them privately. Number one. Then what are you doing elsewhere? Are you become, like I would always like some, and I, I know people say, well, it's hard. So what? If you want to truly regain the trust and you're truly genuine about it, then volunteer and you know, go speak then. If, if you're somebody who's a recovering alcoholic, and guess what? You can, you can be a beacon of hope for others. Why not? Don't just say, I'm sorry, but like release a statement and that's it, right? So that, that's just me, right? Because I think there's a lot of other ways you can do it. It's easy to just say, I'm sorry, right? We all say actions speak louder than words. Words are important at times, but uh, I still believe actions speak louder than words. So 
I'd be interested to see if people would uh, would take Corey Perry on their team. I think most people want to say, okay, well, what did he do? Right? We know what he didn't do, which has been talked about for many days, and people, oh, I still don't know. Like, give me a break. Anywho, uh, other news today. Did you see this? The first time we've seen a flex-out game, Connor Halley, on a Monday nighter. So the NFL decides that they're moving the Kansas City Chiefs-New England Patriots game off of Monday night football, and they're replacing it with the Eagles and the Seahawks. The Patriots are that bad now that they're getting flexed off of Monday night, and even a game against the defending Stanley Cup champions, which one of the, with one of the most, two of the most recognizable faces in the game, on a very good team that probably will have a lot to play for that night in the Kansas City Chiefs, yet they still did it. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be a route, right? So I, I get why they would do it, even though it could be a big game for the Chiefs. It should be a walk in the park. Obviously, it's the NFL and anything can happen. So, you know, the, the Patriots could put up a good fight, but I think the Chiefs are going to walk all over them in that game. This is one where I thought you might get the Broncos-Lions, and I know it's the Saturday game. Maybe that played into it, but Broncos-Lions could be absolutely massive if the Broncos can go one and one in their next two games against the Texans and Chargers. That could be a big wild card game. The Lions certainly going to be in the hunt there in the playoffs, you know, aiming for home field advantage, obviously, as much as they can get it. So I like the decision. You know, we have a bit of a problem in the NFL. And the Thursday game, you can't really change. It's the short week. It'd be too tough to do it, I think, unless you're going to do it a couple weeks in advance. But for this one, a Monday night game, I think it's easily doable. So I'm in favor of it. We need these primetime games to be great. You can't have a team like the New England Patriots in there because I believe they were on a streak of two or three straight weeks where we would have seen them. They've got the Thursday nighter on the 7th against the Steelers, and then I think there is another week in there as well. So it would have been like three straight weeks of Patriots on primetime. Get rid of that. We don't need that. I applaud the decision. And as a fan, if you had tickets for a Monday night or do you have tickets for a Sunday game that now is a Monday game, I think the the Monday going to the Sunday, you're like, ah, okay, you know what? It's on a weekend. It's a little bit better time maybe. But I wonder about the fans who had Sunday tickets that are now a Monday nighter. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they're like, yeah, it's Monday nighter. Right? I'm just curious about that if it would be. I, I, I'm guessing maybe for the majority you've got three weeks to plan, right? Because it's what, the 18th of December? That's a, that's a game they're, uh, they're doing out. So what's that? I guess two and a half weeks, right? 18 days. So, so there you go. Hey guys, maybe the order should scratch McLeod and leave Gagne in from uh, Johnny Wishbone. Well, Sam Gagne's not a third line center. So I, I think maybe eventually that might happen. But the thing about Ryan McLeod is I know Ryan McLeod has the big goose egg right now in 21 games, right? So it doesn't look good. I understand that. But there, you can't really control scoring as much as you want to. I do. It's a skill. Right. And right now, his skill of finishing isn't at the level required to score a goal. Can't lie about that. But there's lots. I think they like, you know, the other elements of his game. Right. His line, for the most part, has has been out shooting, out chance in the opposition. But it's a goose egg. And I, and I think eventually, yes, Johnny, that might be an option. I don't think it's there yet because outside of the last two shifts of the game, McLeod really hasn't allowed his defensive or offensive struggles to leak into his defensive side of the game. Once that starts happening, then you got a bigger issue. But so far, that hasn't happened. 
Coming up on the show today, John Liu will join us. We'll get the uh, Jets side of things. We'll have Bronte, uh, Terry Ryan should be joining us. Also, Sean Merriman, former uh, NFL. We'll talk a little football with Sean uh, Livingston. Mike Rupp will be by. Uh, Speck and more. It's a busy, busy Thursday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube. Welcome back. Jason Greger Show. Wooders Nation YouTube, Sports 1440. How you doing? Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, uh, downloading, uh, wherever you digest the show. We uh, very much appreciate it. Of course, uh, Oilers in Winnipeg to take on the Jets tonight. Uh, Zach Hyman is back in the lineup after one game absence due to an illness as we go around the NHL brought to you by McDonald's. And it's Thursday. You know what that is? That's fan day right now at McDonald's. So if you're driving home from the game, you're like, you know what? I'm hungry. McChicken, Big Mac, filet of fish only four bucks when you use the McDonald's app. It's free. Download it. Make your order. Pick it up. It's pretty simple right now at McDonald's. To uh, discuss the uh, Jets side of things from uh, TSN in Winnipeg, the best dressed guy in media, John Liu, joins us. Johnny, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jason. Well, uh, John, the uh, the Jets, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've, uh, you know what, they're, they're playing pretty, I know they've lost their last two, funny enough, but still, um, you know, they're, they're good. I guess let's start, can you give me an update on how, how serious are the, are the injuries they have? Are any of those guys coming back soon? Uh, yeah, actually, very coincidentally, uh, Gabriel Bellardi should be back in the lineup tonight. Okay. Uh, He's been skating. Um, he's been taking uh, taking part in regular practices with uh, normal jersey uh, for the last uh, three sessions, I believe, going back to the road trip that the Jets finished uh, uh, last Sunday. And uh, so, basically, he's been medically cleared. The expectation is that he will play, uh, and provided he goes to pregame warm up fine, then he should be back in the lineup, and that'll be a big shot in the arm for the Jets because, uh, I mean, he suffered that sprained right MCL in the third game of the season. And uh, he was really starting to look good uh, beside Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley. He was uh, fitting in very well in the first power play unit. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, he gets hurt against his old team. And so the Jets have done well without him. But having said that, they're sort of hitting a patch where they can certainly use uh, another top six forward and certainly a guy who's, very strong on the power play because their special teams have have not been um, up to their standards this season. So where do you see him slotting in five on five and what's line? Yeah, from yesterday's practice, uh, Velarde was on the fourth line uh, with Morgan Barron on the left wing and David Gustafson in the middle. And when he spoke to us uh, yesterday um, after practice, and that was the first time he'd spoken to us since he sustained his injury. And, uh, I mean, this is kind of tangential, but he's still ticked off at Blake Lizotte for the uh, what he didn't use the word slew foot, but basically it was inferred mm-hmm. um, that caused the injury. Uh, he's been fitted with a couple of knee braces, and it sounds like he's still getting adjusted to it, that there's perhaps a little bit of an um, – that the knee itself perhaps maybe needs a little bit. Well, it certainly needs game action, but uh, you know, just getting accustomed to playing on a recovered knee in a new knee brace, you know, a quarter away in the season where guys are already hitting their stride. Um, so I think that five on five, they're going to probably they're probably going to ease Velarde in. That uh, you're not going to see him logging anywhere close to say 20 minutes anytime soon. That they're going to gradually work his way up uh, up the lineup. But the thing is that he is genuinely a top six forward. And so uh, when he is ready, uh, when he's back in full flight, uh, 
my suspicion uh, is that he probably will go back to the right wing with Connor and Shifley simply because they were starting to look really good as a trio prior to his injury, even though it was a small sample size. Um, and the metrics of Velarde with the two Jets veterans are certainly a lot better than they are without him, and that's no knock against Alex Ipolo. That's simply reality of how well Velarde was fitting in with that, with that trio. John Lou joins us. So, John, you look at this matchup, Oilers and the Jets uh, met earlier this season. Winnipeg uh, ends up winning in overtime, coming back from a 2 nothing deficit. It was actually a pretty entertaining uh, 3-2 hockey game. And uh, when these two teams have yeah. played lately, it's, it's actually been uh, quite entertaining. Now, the Oilers, funny enough, somehow dominated during the uh, the shortened COVID season. But since then, it's been very even uh, between the two teams. Uh, do you ex- Is it Lowry who will get – does he get the McDavid line and Shifley gets dry side, or do you think it's going to be kind of 50-50? Lowry certainly will, with the Jets having last change on home ice. Lowry, any opportunity that Rick Bonus can get to put Adam Lowry on Connor McDavid, that's the route he's going to go. And uh, chances are, yeah, you probably have it correct uh, on the uh, with with number twenty nine as well that uh, that Shifley would likely match up against him too. And, um, yeah, that's been pretty standard, especially when the Jets have hosted the Oilers. Uh, although, and to mixed reviews or results, rather, because when I'm looking back at the uh, the results from last season, there was an absolute, like, retro Smythe division uh, result between these two teams when they were in Winnipeg for the one time last season, a 7-5 Oilers win. So <laughs> that, was, that was a fun game for certain. And so, um, yeah, certainly um, – the way that Connor McDavid has been going in the last three to five games, um, I, he looks like a healthy and normal Connor McDavid. So oh, yeah. the Jets certainly would, uh, yeah, he, uh, the Jets certainly got uh, his name circled a couple of times on the board for tonight. Oh, he's on fire. 12 points in the last uh, three games. He looks, uh, again, like the best player in hockey, uh, which helps. And, and the Oilers actually, you know, they're, Evander Kane's got eight goals in eight games. Uh, Zach Hyman comes back. He's played well. They're, you know, Edmonton is playing a lot better than they were, uh, you know, earlier in the season. It's funny. Kane's season kind of turned around when him and Dylan had that spirited scrap in the, in the second period against the Jets. Cause since then he scored. Uh, 11 goals in 16 games and as being a physical force. So I look at the Jets and, you know, I, I see their numbers uh, overall. Funny enough, John, they've been kind of slow starters in the first period, but they get progressively better in the second and the third, and specifically their goals for. Like, they don't score a lot in the first period. What's up with their slow starts? <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have the answer for that, Jason, because if they did, they certainly wouldn't be uh, off to slow starts. And, it, like, that to me is kind of like... um. Uh, that's no, that's not a a, a trend or a a positive sign that a, for for any team because I mean every every team is going to every player on every team is going to tell you that they want to dictate their play they're not going to be focused on so much on what their opponent's doing they want to be uh, playing their game they want to to come out of the gates playing their brand of hockey and so for the Jets to have sort of um kind of um. um the, the first periods tend to be their their least successful periods, like as far as goal differential is concerned. They're close to. I'm just scrolling down through the numbers here, but the last time I looked, at, I think that they were like at basically a, a flat. Uh, it was like, um, yeah, I got them right here. Uh, yeah, they're a plus one, but they're also plus one in the second period, and then plus uh, eight in the third. But uh, uh, to your point, though, second periods definitely have been better uh, than firsts, and so. Um, 
yeah, not really sure what to attribute that to, but certainly against a team like Edmonton, where they can cert- they can push the pace in the way that they've rediscovered their mojo after the last three games, certainly, or three to five. I mean, maybe they didn't get the results they wanted in the first two of that five-game block. Um, yeah, it's like you cannot be asleep against this team because they'll skate rings around you. John, what about the attendance in Winnipeg? How much of a concern is it? Um, it's... Uh, the attendance hasn't really moved too much from where it was at the start of the season. I was just looking at the numbers from the last game against Dallas. It was uh, 11-4 and change, and that is fairly close to what it has been for all the home dates. And I thought that they might have gotten a bump just because the Jets were coming back from a fairly successful road trip and they were facing one of the top one of their top opponents in the Central Division, but that didn't create a bit of a bump. And what's happened here is that Winnipeg has been, as far as the the, the um, entertainment dollar is concerned, uh, it's been slow to return following the pandemic. You talk to a lot of people in this market. Um, there are a lot of people that are tapped out. That's just the economic reality that they're facing here in Manitoba. And um, so... You know, the Jets are feeling the pinch as a result of the fact that you, the majority of their, their, their season ticket holder base is, are individuals. They're, yeah. they're not even small businesses. They're, they, they do have um, corporate sponsorship to a certain degree, but small business, sort of like the in-between, you know, the individual fan and the corporate sponsorship is where the Jets are looking to try to increase their numbers because they have taken a hit in their season ticket base for sure. And uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that because the the majority of that base comprised uh, individuals, you know, like yeah, it is uh, mortgages and yeah, yeah, have to pay for groceries and gas and stuff like that. It you know they're they're feeling the pinch, and so it's 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 concerning. But if you talk to people within True North Sports and Entertainment, uh, uh, they recognize the issue, and but. I mean, people that might infer that, oh, this is this is a red flag. The the team might be in a jeopardy. The future or stability of the franchise might be in jeopardy. That's certainly not the case because I know for a fact that True North Sports and Entertainment is fully committed for the long term, for the long haul, um, that the Jets are not going anywhere. This is just a temporary blip. And ideally, if the club starts, uh, you know, if they have a successful campaign, win a playoff round or go a couple deep, then, um, yeah, should I, they should ideally see a bump back at the turnstiles. Yeah. I look at, at, at that and you know what? Hey, they got lots of ownership money in Winnipeg. I don't see any, it's not all of a sudden like they're going to be, uh, you know, uh, th- this guy's in any sort of financial concerns, but I wonder, you know, do, will, have they talked about it all trying ways? Will there be lower ticket prices or different things to try to get fans to come back? No, I mean, lowering ticket price is always a slippery slope, right? Yes. Because just how much do you do it? And the fact is the cap goes up, so they have to – this is a cap team, too. Yeah. The, the Jets are committed to being a cap team, so they cannot be slashing ticket prices. Um, but, again, going back to the, the, the demographics of their season ticket holder base, uh, I believe – you know, Mark Chipman uh, made um, an appeal to the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce last year. Uh, or earlier this year, I believe. And, and, and what he's trying to do is to court more of the business community. Because what happened was when going back 12 years, when the Jets first came into, came back into the, into the NHL, they had such a huge demand from individual ticket holders 
that they basically sold out their season ticket base mm-hmm. and that there was a waiting list and that there really wasn't much room for small businesses, for the business community, not corporate sponsorship, but the business community to really get in at the ground floor as well. But what was happening with the individual tickets is that you had a lot of people who banded together. Like I have friends and family who did this, people who banded together in groups of four or six or whatever, and they pooled together their resources to buy up two seats or four seats and so forth. But what happens when the individuals feel the economic pinch in and after the pandemic, well, then that whole little group is going to suffer. And so there's a little bit of a magnifying or multiplier effect at play for the individual tickets, uh, season ticket holder base. And that's what the Jets have experienced. And so um, where they didn't take advantage of, of drawing in the business community, the small business community, that's where they're trying to make up ground now. John Lou joins us from uh, TSN in uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, John, uh, quickly looking at the, at the Jets, where they're at right now, they look at a pretty comfortable spot. And let's say they stay there. What areas would they want to improve on at the trade deadline if they could? Hmm. Um, I think that the you know what if they could bring in another top four defenseman, that would probably be on their shopping list simply because they're set in goal and they really like their depth at forward, provided they stay healthy. Um, you know, they're, 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 Again, Gabriel Bollardi coming back is a hey. Anytime he can get back uh, a top six forward after he's been out for a month and a half, that's a plus. Yeah. Uh, the only other uh, regular member of the uh, regular roster player who's out, uh, Rasmus Kapari, who was playing fourth line center, he he's out for the long term with a uh, shoulder separation. Um, so I mean, he's a depth player when he comes back. But having said that, when they are at their full complements, their forward lines are. Uh, they're very solid, and they like the depth there. So I'd say that, yeah, probably if they could somehow land a top four defenseman, that would likely be where they would be uh, looking to to really make a push to, uh, to to make noise in the playoffs. Awesome stuff, Johnny. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. We appreciate your time. Well, thanks very much, Jason. Anytime. You betcha. That is uh, John Lou from uh, TSN. In Winnipeg, the uh, Jets, 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10, but they have lost their last two, albeit uh, they got shut out 2 nothing to Dallas and lost 3-2 to Nashville. Just uh, out, outshot them, uh, couldn't beat Ottinger or UC Saros. So uh, this will be a good game, man. I'm excited for this game tonight. The Jets and Orders, usually the games are, are intense. There's some big physical play. There's guys on both sides that are physical. I like it. The Orders are playing well. The Jets are playing well. This should be a great game to watch. Uh, we'll come back and we'll get the uh, the order side of thing. Who would you take out for Zach Hyman? I think I know who's coming out. And I probably agree with it, even though some might not like it. We'll discuss it next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Go all in on excitement. Game day on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube, how are you? Oilers in Winnipeg to take on the Jets later on tonight. And then... It's a five-day break. What are you going to do, Order fans? You have a weekend off where you don't have to watch. Well, I shouldn't say have to, where you don't get to watch your hockey team. But maybe it's a reprieve. You know what? Spend a little time that you wouldn't. Maybe you're going to go visit some people, have some friends over, talk. Don't have to yell at the, at the boob tube, say, say. Well, order's not back in action until next Wednesday. When the, but then they have six consecutive home games, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, every second day, um, starting on the 6th. So it'll be good. Also, you know what starts tomorrow? 
month of giving for the first time ever on Sports 1440. But, uh, man, we have a lot of great prizes. If you want to go to uh, great packages to bid on, go to jasongregor.com. Uh, you'll see it right there on the front page. You can click on the month of giving. So you can plan ahead for the packages to bid on next week. Uh, tomorrow, it's Pause of Friday, so we will open it up with the Pyramid of Giving, which is just a straight generosity uh, from uh, myself and Connor and our listeners, so just uh, people who want to uh, help out the Holiday Hamper program. And uh, if you've never done the Holiday Hamper, I'd recommend trying it. It is, it's a great uh, opportunity for your family to get together and um, help a family in need at, at Christmas time. And trust me, you get, you get a lot out of it yourselves, so uh, it's great, but... Uh, you can help. They have that big shortage. You've got to buy turkeys for all these families. So uh, your donation is going to 100% goes right to help out these families. So we'll do that tomorrow on the show. And for all of our new listeners, we'll explain what the month of giving is. It's a great time. Now let's get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton.com. They love to give. And uh, right now they'll give you $7,500 off, but only until today. It ends today. $7,500. Any 2023 Volvo model. Stop in right now. Go today to VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. As uh, Ruben Bronte, uh, a.k.a. Robin Brownlee from uh, Orders Nation, joins us. And uh, Rubes, I think Sam Gagne, I'm pretty sure he's the guy coming out. And I know he scored last game, and everyone's like, you can't take him out. He scored. I understand it, but I understand why he's coming out. What would you do if you were Knobloch? You know what? I, I don't mind the move, Jason. Um, you know, everybody, hey, everybody likes Sam third tour with the, with the team, all that stuff. Um, you know, Adam Ernie's been a solid guy for somebody who can't find the back of the net. I like the way he's played. Uh, it looks to me like he, he'll fit on that fourth line. Well, be on the left side, I would assume. Um, yeah, I mean that's that makes sense to me. You don't want to take Gagne out, but uh, who else are you going to pull out of there? Some of those other guys are playing pretty well too, right? Yeah, I don't like it. Sucks for Gagne for sure. I think you could make the argument that hey, he he's yeah. he could play there if he. I think if Sam Gagne was quicker, then you you could make the argument to play him at uh, at center ice, right? Because you can't play Derek Ryan at center. I don't believe you can play Sam Gagne at center. I guess maybe you could do Yanmark. He's probably the one guy who could do it for a game. And I think, you know what, if the struggles continue for McLeod, maybe that happens. But I know McLeod's not scoring, but the rest of his game, outside of the last four minutes last game, the rest of his game has actually been pretty sound. He's just not scoring. Well, you see these discussions online from time to time, Jason, and I don't disagree with you, but at some point, it's come on, kid, put the puck in the net. Um, you got to do that. You know what? It's the same with Connor Brown, although his other numbers, the underlying numbers, as we talk about, uh, don't stand out um, like some of McLeod's do. But score a goal that takes a lot of pressure off. I mean, there's other things you, you again don't give up more than you get. It doesn't matter if you score. a goal and you and you, you cough up a couple but these are two guys who they know how you know especially connor brown connor brown can put the puck in the net 
if he gets one, maybe he's going to get two, three, four, or five in a stretch of, of five, six, seven games. Uh, right now, it's not happening for him. Same with McLeod. There's lots to like about his game, but one of the things that you need to have as part of that game is you need a little bit of offense if you're going to get the ice time uh, that I know he wants. Well, McLeod hasn't scored in 25 regular season games. Connor yeah. Brown hasn't scored in 33 regular season games. He had no, yes. no goals this year. He played four games last year, didn't score. And then his final 14 games with Ottawa of the 21-22 season, he didn't score either. So, you know, it's been a long time for him to – I would think when Connor Brown does eventually score. And here's – my one issue with Brown is he doesn't have any shots, right? Like, he's he's got 18, 17 shots yeah. this year in 14 games. I, um, When you're not scoring, like, in that stretch of 33 games where he hasn't scored, he has a grand total – of 38 shots. Like it's hard to score if you're only getting one shot a game, man. Like that's you got to especially for a guy who is supposed to be around the net and doing stuff, it's to me that's not good enough. I need to see Connor Brown as much as you can talk about Ryan McLeod. Right? Like McLeod, I'd like to see more shots from him too, especially for a guy who carries the puck as much as he does, right? No question. And it's more so he's missing the yeah. net too much. He's already missed the net 16 times this year. Right? You only had 31 missed shots all of last season. So he's fighting it. There's no question. But at least he's in the position to get shots. Connor Brown isn't missing the net much. He's not getting any shots. Like, I got to see him do some more things. Like, that's the guy that should be around the crease hammering home a few rebounds. Like, his game is more naturally greasier than McLeod's. Well, and that and that's the thing, Jason. And, and the other thing, and, and I think it was uh... – uh, in your game day stuff, um, you don't get anything easy against the Winnipeg Jets. No. Three goals or less in 11 straight games. This is not the night where you think, ah, it'll eventually I'll get a bounce. No, you're going to have to, you're going to have to create some bounces, create some chances, take it to the net, or if you don't have the rubber, at least go to the net and wait until it gets there. But do something, but this, I hope I get one sooner or later, it's bound to happen, isn't going to fly, especially not against a club like the Jets. Robin Brownlee uh, joins us. I, I I look at the uh, matchup tonight, and I know that Lowry's probably going to get McDavid, but right now, I don't, McDavid could be matched up against Patrice Bergeron, and I think it would it would dominate him. He's just he's he's flying right now. His confidence is at an all time high. I think that's clear. And Evander Kane's really rolling. So they got two lines that right now are very dangerous. But what about the big man Vin Diesel on a three point? He's got three points in three games, uh, Robin. And I really think his of all like I think Darnell Nurse. Since Paul Coffey took over, Darnell Nurse has has done way less, which leads to him doing way more. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen the big kind of error from him. But, man, him and DeHarnay are the two guys that have really been impressed. Like, I've always thought Nurse is better than some people think. But lately, man, he's been an absolute force. Yeah. And Vincent DeHarnay's been able to move the puck way better. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm not hearing about how much uh, Darnell Nurse makes as much lately. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting how when a guy's playing like that, um, you know what? And DeHarnay, the other guy you mentioned, I got a soft spot for a lot of people do for a guy like DeHarnay who, who works his butt off. I mean, he actually, uh, for a guy who's seen as a, a come in as a bit of a journeyman, he's got that, he, he's got the big frame. He plays with edge. And the other thing that gives him a chance to be a player longer term is he moves pretty well for a big man. I, it's not that he's a, a graceful or a, a wonderful skater, but he gets there. And, um, you know what? Darnell Nurse, when he's feeling it, when he's playing well, um, nobody's going to talk about what he does or doesn't make. And, and you get tired of that. Um, if Darnell Nurse isn't playing well, this defense isn't close to good enough. And and they need him back there to see him, uh, you know, have, have a puck or two go in the net, to see him playing confidently. Uh, the Oilers need him at the very, at his best to have any chance at all because it doesn't matter what else you do back there. If you take Darnell Nurse, an effective Darnell Nurse, out of the equation, yeah, it's nice that Ekholm came along from Nashville at the end of last season, and he's he's rounding back into form, it seems, now. But uh, you need Darnell Nurse because look at the minutes he eats and, and uh, the matchups he get. If you don't have him going, you're in big, big trouble. What do you make of the Corey Perry situation now that you see his uh, statement today, um, you know, going in for uh, he's basically got uh, you know, some alcohol uh, issues uh, that he says, um, you know, Emily Kaplan reported that, you know, something happened, uh, you know, with a team employee, something said or yeah. who knows, you know, there, everybody says there's nothing legal that uh, illegal that occurred here. So, you know, who knows exactly the extent of it, but it sounded like, you know, doing something dumb. Uh, when you're drunk, is that enough? Do you think to terminate, or did Chicago? Yeah. Do you think Perry will fight this like Mike Richards did and Evander Kane, and ultimately got their money and ended up being free agents, but still got their money? Well, that that's a, that's a good question, Jason, and and I don't know if there's nothing illegal. I would I would almost bet the PA on his behalf is gonna is gonna want this to you know to settle this. Uh, 
you know, good. For, I'll say good for him for taking the, and it's a first step. Uh, if you've dealt with this and you've, and, or if you've seen it a lot, but the, uh, I've got a problem. I'm sorry. Well, thank goodness. If you can't get to that, you've got no chance to get past it, but it can't stop there. And, you know, I hope Corey Perry gets help, uh, uh, for his his problem, it's, uh, we've seen guys who have issues with booze uh, come back and put it aside and say, "I've had it with this, and it's had it with me, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen anymore." And they stick with it, uh, and and uh, bless those guys that manage to do it because it's not easy. And and pointing fingers at a guy and talking him down and tearing him down uh, isn't going to do any good. Uh, it happens uh, with people if they if they own it, uh, you've got a chance, and that's what Perry looks like he's ready to do. The other part of this that comes up, and you know this, Jason, it can be with any player, whether it's this kind of problem or something else. Any avid sports town, you get the uh, on the social media. Well, well, geez, should the Oilers take a look at this guy? I mean, we had it with the Vander Kane, and the Vander Kane came here. Um, one case is not always like the other. I've had a uh, there's a local fella in town who's a, a big Oiler fan, and we go back and forth a little bit. Um, Corey Perry doesn't interest me uh, just because Evander, Evander, Evander Kane didn't interest me. I was wrong on him. I didn't know that he could fly straight because it wasn't a substance, necessarily a substance thing with him. I thought he was a bit of a bad guy. Um, this, uh, Corey Perry may have less of a of a hill to climb, uh, with this, or or it's if it's one issue, but he's he's the four million dollar player right now. That's a problem. I know that number can come down if he gets paid out in that. But he's also well, no, he's not a four million dollar player. Room. Totally they ter- player. they terminate his contract's done. They terminated him. He'll be a free agent. So he, if he fights anything, he's just to fight to recoup some money. But he doesn't have a cap hit. He's a free agent player. Like somebody yeah. signs him, they'll get him for seven seventy five. No, no or a I'm million. just. Oh well, well. If they get him for that, that that's fine. The thing is, though, I don't want Corey Perry at seven seventy five either. Um, it's not the same as Evander Kane. Uh, we've still got six years left, by my math, if not seven. Uh, not that Kane will be here till Evander Kane is Corey Perry's age right now. Corey Perry was a pretty terrific player for for quite a while there. Um, I just don't think. Uh, Yes, he's got experience, but a lot of guys do. Uh, Paul Coffey's got experience. You don't want to take him from behind the bench and put him on the ice at a certain point. Uh, for me, at 38, Corey Perry, I uh, I don't want him, and it's not because of this issue. Uh, in fact, that doesn't come into it at all after him stepping forward today and say I've got, and admitting he's got a problem. I just don't see him fitting here. Oh, okay. Rubes, enjoy the game tonight. Uh, Oilers and Jets should be a good one. Yeah, I will, Jason, and I'll uh, talk to you next week. Yeah, and hopefully Perry doesn't, because uh, uh, hopefully he has more success than you did trying to quit smoking, eh? Hey, I have not. No, no, Come no, on, pal. no. The first few. Now, t- I'm talking the first I'm, few times. Remember when you went outside? Uh, what was it? What, what was this smoking thing you went to? And then everybody, you're out there, and everybody's you're trying to get hypnotized <laughs> to not smoke, and then everybody goes for a break, and they're all smoking outside. <laughs> 
that's a that, that's a that's a Bronteism. Yeah, I went to the I went to the West End to the I won't name the guy to embarrass him. Yeah, he hypnotizes you. They give it a break, and all of a sudden, there's like a hundred people outside sucking on rockets, and we're all looking at each other like, "Did we just pay two hundred and fifty bucks, and now we're out here?" <laughs> yeah. Hey, thirty months, pal. I'm not. Uh, no, it's I'm good now. Back, so but it I'm took. It, that. That's what I mean. It went, now, how many times did you did it? Did it before it took for you to be like? How many times to try to quit before it worked? I. You know what? Honestly, Jason, it was, uh, and it's a totally lame excuse for going back. I was out of it a year, uh, which should be psychologically, you know, you should be physically out of it. You're not, uh, the nicotine's not giving you crazy. But there was, uh, we had a, we had a, a, a family thing happen that was kind of a, a, a pain in the rear end and kind of traumatic. And right away I went back to it. I regret it. It's not a good enough reason to do it. Uh, but I've been looking to get out of it for, for quite a while. Like I say, it was August, a uh, couple of Augusts ago. So like I say, I'm up into, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up on three years in a bit. And, and as far as that goes, never felt better. So, uh, um, do you, do you, for, like, do you, do you miss having a cigarette? Now. I do. You know what's funny, man? And I'm not taking anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm not paying a hypnotist. <laughs> I I don't. I, I still have a. I have a. I have a morning coffee. I'm not a big coffee drinker. I have two cups a day. One in the morning. One at night while I'm watching the news before the hockey games start. Uh, and other than that, no, I'm not a bar guy uh, anymore. Uh, so those are the you know the situations where you fall into it. Well, you 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 would know uh, doing the show before, right? We go we go to radio break. Who's running outside every single bloody break to have a rocket, even if there's only a four minute break? That's Brownlee. At least I was running a lot of stairs in those days. Yeah, that was the but, that was the good part. It was like, <laughs> hey, four flights of stairs, three puffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good man it's all good now yeah it is good have a good one uh, we'll talk to you monday it's uh okay, robin, man. See you. robin brownlee aka uh, ruben bronte uh former smoker and uh, you know what hey we talk about it because he can laugh about it now but i remember that him telling that story yeah i went to the hypnotist you know what i'm gonna try to stop he's been and he tried a few things and it wasn't working <laughs> And he goes, yeah, we went outside halfway and had a cigarette. I knew this was a waste of money. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I get it when you're desperate. You'll try anything. You'll think, oh, yeah, this hypnotist guy. This is going to work. All right. Like, come on. So, hey, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. But good for him. And anybody out there that's quit smoking, man, I know it's, it's – well, I don't know personally, but I know that it's – it'd be like me giving up uh, – well, it's actually – I went a long time with not going to uh, – to get on the dinosaurs, I've given up the dinosaurs, and oof, it's tough. But I can still have a chocolate bar, so it's probably not the same, right? But I have given up all the dinosaurs and all the chewy stuff. You know, but every now and then, I drive by the uh, the bulk barn, and I trust me, I want to turn in, but I don't. Uh, let's get to uh, Connor Howling, Sports fourteen forty. He'd love to give up on the Chargers, but he can't. He's sucked right in. Sports fourteen forty. Update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specialize in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 